integrity. Devotion to the truth is the hallmark of integrity. So that's uh, something to really think on. Okay. So, Father, we praise you. We just ask you to open our eyes of our understanding, Father God, this evening, Father God, as the word goes forth. I thank you, Lord. As the word goes forth, each and every one of us, Father God, will glean, Father God, gems, Father God, uh, for our own personal use. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that your word works mightily, Father God, in the hearts and lives of believers. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. There's not too many ones out there, I guess. We'll be turning to Isaiah chapter 55 in a moment. No wonder, okay, that's Isaiah 55. God has provided uh, his written word, the Bible, for each and every one of us. The written word is the means in which God communicates with us. So, if you want to hear a word from God, just pick up your Bible. And open it up and read it. See where it applies to you, how it applies to you. Amen? Um, it's perfectly logical that God wants to speak to us. Uh, since he created us uh, with a capacity to know him and to have fellowship, this is as God's intention, that we have fellowship uh, through the word. Uh, The power of God's word. So if you, if you found Isaiah chapter 55, drop down to verse 11. It says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. Wow! It shall not return unto me void. The word goes forth. It's not going to return unto him void. It means it goes out there. Some, someone and someone, somebody is going to pick up something that's going to have a spark to really jump up and down and scream and holler and say, thank you, Lord, it's a word for me. Amen. Amen. So reading God's word is not a waste of time then. Okay, so we need to get in the habit of reading God's word. And uh, my wife keeps on telling me, don't read at night because you fall asleep. <laughs> I get through about... Uh, Half the chapter, if it's a long chapter, I'm, my eyes are rolling and, and I'm reading the same verse over or one part of that verse over and over. So uh, I've taken her challenge. I do read it at night, but I read it in the morning also. So uh, it's a fresh start in the morning, so that's what I do now, uh, a little bit more. Um, reading his word uh, reveals God's plan for our lives. And we already know what Jeremiah 29:11 says, right? So, someone open it up to Jeremiah 29, 11, read it for me. And they're all scurrying. Jeremiah 29, 11. 
For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil. To give you hope in your final outcome. Hope in our final outcome. Or hope for a, uh, for a reward. So the Lord's going to give us a reward. Just You just have to cling on to it. Uh, a few years back, I don't know if, they, if anybody's ever seen calendars, uh, and you've seen the, some of the things uh, just hang in there. They have a cat on a line, and it's got its paws into this rope. It's got this look of help. You know, we got to hang on to the word that way. Help, help is on on the way. Okay, the word also directs our steps. Uh, Psalms 37. Let's go to Psalms 37. That's Psalms 37. And Psalms chapter 37, we find, we will find verse 23, Psalms 37, 23 says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Uh, from the Amplified it says uh, the steps of a good man are directed and established by the Lord when he delights in his way and he busies himself with his every step. So, if God's directing our steps, we need to find out where they're leading us. You know, uh, as he leads us, he's not going to uh, put pitfalls be before us. We will detour around pitfalls. So, glory to God, it's, it's good that uh, God's word is powerful. It leads us. It has a reward for us. Uh, since we're in Psalms, let's go to Psalms 119, that short chapter. Psalms 119, and look at verse 133. It says that Psalms 119, verse 133, Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Amen. From the Amplified, it says, Establish my steps and direct them by means of your word. Let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Glory to God. So if we're, having, uh, we're putting God first, letting his word come first, he says he's going to lead us in the right direction and not allow iniquity to uh, transgress us or come against us. Amen? So we see... Um, Let's go back to Isaiah 55 and 55 verse 11 again. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. Glory to God. It will accomplish that which I please. Now you can see the importance of giving preeminence to God's word in our lives because it's going to accomplish. Amen. So if we're going along with God's word, there's something that's going to be accomplished in our lives. There's not, we're going to have, not going to have any 
drawbacks or failures, we're going to go forth with great ability, Amen. great confidence and trust in God's word to do those things which uh, he's called us to do and those things uh, that he has put in our hearts as desires that will be accomplished in our lives. So, glory to God. It shall accomplish that which I please. So, we need to give preeminence to God's word. Uh, so, giving preeminence to God's word is reading it when you're not sleepy. <laughs> or when you're going to bed, I mean, yeah. Uh, my wife, <laughs> wife says, uh, if you can't go to sleep, you know, how many of you ever had one of those restless nights? You can't go to sleep. Read your Bible, I know what's going to happen. Because the devil doesn't want you to read it, so he'll let you go to sleep. Or pray in tongues. And you'll get sleep, because the devil don't want to have you get the perfect, perfect uh, scenario of what you need to do. So we need to have confidence in God's word that, uh, that uh, it will accomplish. Um, then, and then it said, you said we said here, uh, latter part, it's not, but it shall accomplish that which I please. Glory to God. It shall, then, then the second part of it, and it shall prosper, and last latter part of that, verse 11, and it shall prosper in the things thing where to I sent it uh, from the Amplified, but will accomplish that which I have pleased and purposed, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Glory to God. So, when the word goes forth, there is going to be an abundance and overflow when God gets involved. Amen. It's not just going to be just a little uh, raindrop. It's going to be a downpour. Amen. You know, we had a little rain this past week, a little rain, and one day it came down fairly nice and that was enjoyable. Amen. But we needed, uh, if you're dry, if you're in a dry and thirsty land, you need a good outpour. Right. Every day, not just once, once, you know, once in a, you know, because you notice that, you know, everything is turning green, but, you know, if it doesn't rain anymore again, everything's going to get dry and it's just going to just go bad. So. We're just like that. Uh, we're just like that land. We need to have that water continually coming in, refreshing us, that we can grow thereby into maturity, grow and give fruit, and uh, just a sprinkle once in a while. Now, um, my in my yard, we just had some sprinklers replaced. Now, the sprinklers. Are needed for certain for certain flowers more than others. So, um, yeah, doing it by hand is great, but if you're not able to do it, you need something automatic. So some, sometimes we need to have something automatic. We need to have something automatic because it's there's going to be an abundance of overflow when God gets involved with it. Yeah. Uh, how many like to have sour? How many had? Pick sour grapes at the at the store. You know, bought a bunch of grapes and you pick them up and man, I want to pick it. You know, best way to look at a grape uh, since I've worked in grape fields for a couple three years, get them where they're shy, a dull looking but kind of 
uh, has a uh, dust on it like, those are the ones that are ripest. If you get one that's real shiny, oftentimes they're not any good because they're bitter. So you want something that has a little, little kind of rosy effect to it. Okay, let's get, get off the great field. Okay. <laughs> well, it was a good, it was a good, uh, good experience. Okay, in Jeremiah chapter, let's go to, to uh, Jeremiah, keep your, your marker there. Let's get my marker out so I don't lose my spot again. Turn with me to the book of Jeremiah now. And we want to go to Jeremiah chapter 1. You know, I'm going to revert back a little bit there. I said, you know, I'm reading at night. I get two or three verses down, and I get this look. My head's nodding when the Bible's going back and forth. And I'm reading one verse, almost, you know, half the verse. I'm just reading constantly, trying to get it. Can't get through. But, you know, the next morning when I read again, there's something powerful that comes jumping out. You know, that's what, uh, it's something neat that, that's, uh, that's great. So this is what Jeremiah chapter 1 says. And looking at verse 12. Then the Lord said unto me, Thou hast seen well, for I will hasten my word to perform it. God sending his word to you this, morning, this evening. It's today. He's going to hasten the word that you hear today and perform it. Glory to God. So what are you hearing today? How, if you remember we uh, opened up in prayer that the Lord would give us each as individuals certain revelations or gems that we will be able to use in our life. You know, that's why it's always interesting when I hear feedback to what has been spoken you know, or, or taught that I can ask one person or hear one person talk to another person I really got this something out of this it's completely different from what I thought they would get and you go to another person and they got a different complete uh, outlook on that same verse but it's ministering to each and every one of us in such a way but if we would all put collectively into a or shall we say, I'm jumping around here a little bit, I know. Uh, you remember, Dan put a uh, uh, box in the back, a little box that says uh, requ prayer requests or thoughts that you'd like to do. You know, some of those were pretty good ones. You know, um, one of them that uh, was a good thought, I thought was a great thought, that, uh, that once a month that we would do something special on a Wednesday night. Well, maybe not a Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday night. Something special on a Wednesday night. Guess what it would be? Anybody? Prayer. Prayer. Somebody said, pray the whole, whole time. Just 
just walk in here and say, okay, we're not having a, uh, a study tonight. We're going to open up before God and pray. So get ready. One of these days, I'm just going to surprise you. The year's not over yet. We got... <laughs> so you might find out one of these Wednesdays, you're just going to have to pray all the way through. Get an hour's worth of prayer in. It'd be fantastic. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Okay. We said, did you, did I read me of that? Yeah, I will hasten my word to perform it. So, God's word has been sent to us this evening. Amen. Glory, hallelujah. It's been sent to you. If you were living in, in uh, China or uh, we'll say in one of the Muslim countries where you weren't allowed to have a Bible and you got one word from the Lord. They, would, they are eat, eat, eating it up. They just, they're, they're not letting that word go. But we are so... Uh, saturated here in the states that uh, you know hearing just one word you know i've heard that before but these people they they suck in that word it's like a sponge we need to be like a sponge they are dry they are dry and thirsty land and we need to be that way with god's word okay uh, back to Isaiah chapter 55. We've been looking at verse 11, but now I want us to look at verse 6. So seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Oh, wow. Seek the Lord while he is found. So, seek the Lord well, he may be found. Okay, from the Amplified, seek, inquire for, and require the Lord for a while that he may be found, claiming him by necessity and by right. Call upon him while he is near. Well, seek the Lord while he may be found. I want us to note here, God is not leaving, leaving us with any excuse or any excuses for not obtaining the abundant life or the abundant blessings. He's not giving us any excuses. He says, seek me and I'll be found. And we know if you find the Lord, you're going to be blessed. Amen. So there's no excuse that we should not be being blessed more than what we are being blessed. Are your cups running over? Let's hope so. Drop down from 6, go down to verse 12. For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Wow. Seeking him, you'll be led, glory to God, with joy. You should go out with joy. We need to be running around. We need to have a revival in our lives. Okay. For you shall go out with joy and be led with peace. What a great promise. 
We come walking and leaping and praising God coming in and we need to be running and leaping and praising God as we go out. So we'll find out how many of us heard this as we walk out leaping and praising this, this evening. How many do you think will do it? We'll find out, won't we? At the end of the service, should I call it, call it over now and see how many are walking and leaping and praising God and going out? Yeah. Well, you don't know me. Well, okay. Let's go to Hebrews chapter eleven, uh, Hebrews chapter four, right now. I have a had I've had a hard day. You don't know. I can't do that. That's Hebrews eleven, looking at verse, starting with verse. Uh, pardon me, Hebrews four, starting with verse eleven. Let us labor therefore unto the rest, lest any man fall after this. After the same example of unbelief, whoa! For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and joints and marrow, and is discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. From the Amplified, let us therefore, verse 11, be zealous and exert ourselves and strive diligently to enter into that rest of God to know and experience it for ourselves, that no one may fall or perish by the same kind of unbelief and disobedience into which those who were in the wilderness fell. For the word of God speaks, is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line and the breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit, and the joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. Wow! So, the word is alive. Amen. Oh, glory to God. It's something... It's something to be enthralled about. It's alive. Amen. You know, some of the songs are, that are active, really flowing, should make us jump and shout. Uh, you know. Oh, well, you don't know me. That's not my kind. Well, you know what happened to Michael, David's wife. Yeah. Uh, you're making a fool of yourself. But what did God say? He's a man after my own heart. So... We'll see. Let's go. Since we're in Hebrews, let's go further back into the Old uh, Testament, New Testament, uh, forward, I should say, further, to 1 Peter chapter 1. That's 1 Peter chapter 1. First Peter chapter 1, looking at verse 23. born again not of corruptible seed, but by incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. From the Amplified, 
You have been regenerated, born again, not from mortal org, origin, seed, or sperm, but from one that is immortal, by the living, by the, the ever-living and blessing, lasting word of God. Hallelujah. We need to take comfort here. Take comfort. We're born again by the word. And, and the word is what? According to Hebrews uh, 11, uh, Hebrews 4, 11, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. It's living. It's living. The word of God makes us born again. For the disciple, listen to that, for the disciple, this is required. We listen, we act, not beg. We speak and we obey. Hmm. Now the word of God is released two ways. Let's go to Romans. Let's go back, uh, back up. Romans chapter 10. How is... Romans chapter 10, looking at verse 8. What say, but what says it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So, uh, it's through our mouth. Verse 10 goes on to say, For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So, the word is released by our mouth. We need to speak the word for it to come alive. That word needs to be, if you are going to pray, you need to pray the word so it, come, it comes doesn't fall back void. It, it's alive. It, it takes God into, you could say, takes God, your word, speaking the word, captivates God's heart. This, how, is our, how is our confession? Is it ministering to others? When you speak the word, is your mouth ministering to others? Is it honoring God? when you speak. How focused are you with your confessions? Do, do you confess the word? Once in a while? Do you confess it daily? Uh, I, I, I can say this about Matt, he he has a, a confession. You know, it's name and claim. You know, some people say name and claim it, but uh, uh, he has confessed the word at each and one of his jobs. You know, he's been promoted everywhere he's gone, and right now he's uh, well, he's in the financial realm of uh, real estate or financing. And he confesses that word. I mean, he's the things he's gotten and where he's what he's accomplished in his life is really outstanding to me. I mean, um, he was raised more on the word than the older two because the older two, you know, they they didn't. Uh, catch it as, as well. You know, Matt was small. He caught the word. He, he, 
and he still confesses the word. He says, I'm prosperous and so forth. And, and uh, he says, I get the desires of my heart. So, you know, he was crazy about Mercedes Benz for a long time. And he got every kind of Mercedes Benz you can think about. The little runabout, and then he got the big tall one, the van type thing. Or, and then uh, he wanted a Porsche. So he got a Porsche two years ago. You know, and says, I want a new one. So he went out and got a new one. I mean, <laughs> I mean, these aren't the low-end Porsches. This is the high-end Porsches that are over hundred grand. I said, oh, "Where are you getting?" You know, I says, I, "I confess it." He says, "I confess that I get my bonuses. You get, he get good bonuses I mean, in a in a place where you know he's he hires and fires. I hate to say that he hates." Firing people in his job, uh, whether or slack or something, he has to let them go. And then he, re if he can, he rehires them. If he can't rehire them, he looks for for other places where his employees can work, and he get he calls up and gets them jobs. So he's blessed. He's really blessed. Uh, he's confessed the word. So. Uh, uh, like I said, there's a few things that uh, that he and his mother got together on, and um, when his car, when, his, when he first, you know, one of his cars broke down, and they asked me to look at it, and I said, "Okay, I'm looking at it." He says, "I says this thing is shot. You're gonna have to, we're gonna have to buy it, buy some other parts." And he says, "No way, I can't afford it." So, so he said, "I'm gonna talk to mom about it." I figure, well, okay, he's gonna, she's gonna try, he's gonna try to get a little money out of her to get the thing fixed. No, he went there and he says, you gotta believe me. Dad can't believe it. It's a mechanical thing. He knows about mechanical things and he sees things broken. He says, just believe with me. They prayed. He got back in the car, started up, and no, no problems after that. I mean, that to me that was, oh, you know, it just blew me away. They, they, you know. Or two or three that agree and believe together, it shall be done to them. He's got it. I mean, um, he still phones up once in a while, and he's saying, you know, I, I'm, I like to go someplace. I, um, boy, I'm really off on this one a little bit. But uh, he says, I, I want to go to France. I want to see. He found out that uh, on his mother's side, he's French-Canadian. So he wanted to find out what. France is all about. He's in love with France. He likes to take his vacations over there. And he's gone to Israel and uh, took that tour of the Mediterranean. Um, he's gone to New York and he told me about some wild things. He's gone to the, uh, uh, the memorial for the, I mean, hey, and he doesn't worry about the money. I mean, he says, I got it. So, you know, to me, he's done great. You know, I, I wish I could say that about the other two, but uh, they weren't raised that much, and they're a little bit, a little bit shy on the word, but I'm praying for them. Okay, so again, the word can be released two ways, and, and it's through our mouth, our confession. Uh, how's our confession? And the second way that uh, uh, the word is released, let's go to James chapter 1. I'm running around a little bit. In James chapter 1, 
Verse 22, it says, But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Uh, let's go to verse uh, from the Amplified. But be doers of the word, obey the message, and not merely listen to it. Betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. Wow. Well, that kind of goes along with the nugget. Devotion to the truth is a hallmark of integrity, and God is full of integrity. So, uh, we have to put action to our confession. Amen. Again, we talked about this uh, before, uh, just to bring a reminder of you. There are f I, I said there were three phases to Christianity. Christian name only. Then we have the believers that believe but don't do. And then you have the working disciples that believe the word and do the word. And we want to be the third group, working disciples. Thank you for all the amens and applause out there. Glory to God. I know you want to do that. Amen. And you'll go out walking and leaping and and the redeemed shall? Say so. Okay, some of us. Okay, you said so. Hello. Okay. James chapter 2. Verse 17. Even so faith, if it has not works, is dead being alone. So we need that confession followed up by action. Okay. Uh, if we will do this, we will become more mature in the things of God. Not only speaking the word, but putting action to our words. Okay? Let's turn now to the Ephesians, book of Ephesians, chapter 2. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Verse 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, by faith, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Glory to God. Amen. Wherefore, uh, let's see. Let's go drop down to verse 12. That, that at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, being strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope without God in the world. Glory to God, we now have hope. We don't have, uh, we, we're not lost out there. We have hope. Without the word of God, we have no hope. Look at the world. It's, they have no hope because they're not following the word of God, okay? We must always go to the word. Romans 10, 17, everybody. Without, without faith is impossible. Please him. Glory to God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So we need to always go to the Word of God. First John, First John, we're about done. Getting close at least halfway through the second page. First John chapter 5, beginning with verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything 
according to his will he hears us and if we know that he hears us whatsoever we ask we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him glory to god hallelujah knowing the word is knowing his will and once you know his will you confess his will and put action to it glory to god it comes around let's go now to saint john or john the book of john chapter 14 John chapter 14. Look at Jesus speaking, verse 13. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that I will do it, that the Father may be glorified in his Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Boy, those are some promises. Amen. I mean, you can't have any doubt or unbelief or, or compromise on that. It's God's word, it's his will. So we need to use Jesus' name. All right. Uh, back to First Peter. One more time. First Peter. Chapter five. And First Peter chapter five. Verse 6, humble yourselves, therefore under the mighty hand of God, that you may be exalted in due time. It's coming. Amen. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So cast all your cares on him. He wants them. Glory to God. And uh, back up to the book of Hebrews, chapter 13 this time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Hebrews chapter 13. Verse 15. By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise unto God continually. That is the fruit of our lips. Giving thanks to his name. The fruit of our lips. We need to speak the word. We need to. The fruit of our lips. You know what? You don't want sour grapes. So speak the word. Speak his word back to him. Offer sacrifice of praise. Glory to God. What will stop the word of God in lives is permitting doubt, unbelief, and compromise to overtake our minds. So we need to guard our minds. Amen. Um, I'll just give you these scriptures. Um, Matthew chapter 14, verses uh, 27, 31, he says, uh, don't let doubt, why doubt to, why doubt me? So we cannot doubt or compromise. Well, I don't know about this time, you know. Um, same thing, Luke chapter 12, verses 22 through 30, talking about, again, compromising things. Don't, don't let that come into your, your being. Let's go to first... Corinthians. We'll look at this one. First Corinthians chapter 10. That's First Corinthians chapter 10. We want to look at verse 5. I'm going to read from them. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with the great majority of them, for they were overthrown and strewed down along the ground in the wilderness. Wow. In other words, don't let the unbelief 
take you out of your promised land. Whatever you're believing for, whatever you, you, you see in God's word that God says you can have, that's your promised land. Don't let unbelief take you out of it. Um, then we go back to uh, move forward again, I should say, to the book of um, Philippians. Finally, Philippians chapter 4. Verse 6, that's Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, let Think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen and we do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Glory to God. So this is um, this word, this confession, it brings our, our victories forth. And finally, the last one. We want to go to the book of Mark. Find the 11th chapter. And the 23rd verse, that's Mark 11:23. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but, there, but shall believe those things which he has said shall come to pass, and he shall have whatsoever he saith. Glory to God. We need to confess the word Amen. without doubt, unbelief, or compromising. Amen. Amen. Um, the word is God's final authority in our lives. Amen. Don't listen to what so-and-so says. I don't care if, if they're the best preacher out there. Um, Follow the word and be like the Bereans. Check things out. Just don't let, you know, don't uh, get caught uh, hook, line, and sinker and uh, follow the wrong things, but always check things out. Okay, that was the living word. And devotion again, uh, and the nugget again was devotion to the truth is the hallmark of integrity. So the devotion you have towards God's word is the integrity that you'll have with God's word. Amen. Anybody needing prayer tonight? Okay, let's all stand.